Welcome to the Motherhood Redefined podcast, where we question what we've been taught motherhood should look like and intentionally create our own rules instead. I'm your host, Melissa Cave, and I'm so looking forward to helping you redefine motherhood for yourself so you can thoroughly enjoy this season of your life. Welcome back, everybody, and Happy New Year. It's January 2023, and we're starting a new year. People have so many thoughts about the new year, and personally for me, I've evolved. You know, you hear so much this time of year about goals and sign up for this and do that and what are your, you know, all those type of things. I personally have shifted more, not so much about New Year's resolutions or goal planning, but I like to think about more, how do I want to feel this year? Who am I going to be? And really shift from the doing to the being. Really embodying what I want to be as a mom, as a wife, as a human in this world. And what things are going to really support that. And what I have discovered for myself that I am going to do this year, you know, in the past, for example, like for working out last year, my goal was to work out three times a week. But in my head, what that needed to look like was a 30 minute workout. And so to me, and I did it pretty decent, but in my head, there was still, you know, it was like this big thing of like, I have to get my workout clothes on and then I'm going to do this 30 minute workout and then I need to shower and then get ready for the day and then start my work day. This year, I'm going to take a different approach and I'm going to experiment with small daily consistent actions. So what I want to do is I'm going to do a at least a 10 minute walk each day, preferably outside and a 10 minute strength training workout. So whether that's pulling up a 10 minute video on daily burn, which is what I use for my workouts, or if that's just 10 minutes of my own, you know, I'm going to do some push-ups, going to do some sit-ups, some squats, whatever feels good in the moment, pick up some weights, you know, do some bicep curls, 10 minutes of strength, 10 minutes of walking each day. That's my, that's my approach this year. And it's, it's been really interesting so far because I'm finding that those things that I think need to happen ahead of time they really don't. I've done workouts in my like day clothes, my jeans and my sweatshirt. I've done them like in my pajamas. You know, it's like, oh, actually you you don't have to have all these things, you know, quote unquote, perfect to get your workout in. You don't have to shower afterwards. Like it's okay just to go along with your day. And I found that really fun so far. So I'll keep you updated on how that goes. But I think sometimes the daily consistent small things, you know, is an approach that works better than some big new resolution we think we need to do. And that actually brings me nicely to today's topic that I want to talk about, which is quote testing. So what is quote testing? This is a word I made up several years back, actually, when I was in college. And the way I like to look at it is It's quo testing. So you could look at it as you're questioning the status quo or you're testing the status quo either way. But the the premise is this, the status quo, right? There's kind of a lot of times in different areas of life, this standard set of expectations or rules that society has kind of agreed upon that this is what we should do in this area or this is how this should be. And oftentimes what happens, I find, is that we just follow that. We think, oh, this is this is just the way it is. So like, this is just what I do. We don't stop to question that and, and think about, okay, why is it that way? How did it come to be this way? What do I feel about this topic? You know, what do I think about this? And now that I've really, you know, examined all of this, am I going to keep subscribing to it? Because you don't have to. 
And that's what I want you all to understand. It's okay to question things in life and motherhood. So many things in motherhood, I think we just tend to follow. It's just what we've heard, what we believe, what was passed down. And we think that's the way we have to do it. But I want to tell you, it's not the way you have to do it, especially if it doesn't feel good to you. You can ask yourself why. You can really reflect on what it is and why you're doing it and if it feels good and if you want to continue it. So the four, kind of the four-step process that I like to do for this, the first step is I call rewind. So first, like I said, we're going to take a moment to think about something that you've always done, but never questioned why you're doing it. So let's start with a, like a general example, and then we can do a, a deeper, like a motherhood example. But let's just go with the idea of watching TV. So if we rewind, we would say, okay, yeah, I've always watched TV, but I'm not sure why. It's starting to seem like a waste of time that could be better spent. Okay, so you've kind of like identified, you know, what you want to look at. The second step is research. And what this means is discover the background for how things came to be done the way they are, right? Research like how and why you got to where you are. So if we're talking about TV, well, okay, we did some research. The first color TV came about in the 1950s, you know, because it was the next logical step after radio. There was a fascination with animated images and people wanted to be able to see and hear other people without being in the same room. It was like super cool, this new technology. And, you know, more shows came about on it and it got developed. And, you know, now we have reality TV and all the things. And so, you know, maybe I watch it because my friends watch it or whatever it is. Like that's kind of how TV became a thing though. Step three is to reflect. On this step, you want to move inward and think about your own feelings on the topic. You know, you want to work through when and why you began following this tradition. So for you, you know, for example, okay, you know, TV watching has always been a part of my life, but it really got out of control in college. This was, you know, due to so much free time and wanting to be in the loop with my friends about current shows. I just really started watching like all the things and I just kind of still do it because I just, you know, never stop to question it. And number four is to resolve. And what that means is now that you have this new knowledge, you've done the research, you know, you've done your own reflecting. Now decide if you, you know, if what you're doing is adding value to your life. Are you going to keep doing it or would you benefit by removing it from your life, right? So for TV, you might think to yourself, okay, watching TV, it's, it's not adding value to my life. And I think I would benefit from removing it from my life, actually. You know, I don't enjoy watching it anymore. And there's more important ways I could be spending my time, you know, besides I hardly ever remember who won The Bachelor or how a season finale ended, you know, even a month later. So it seems kind of pointless. I'm looking forward to seeing how I can spend my previous TV watching time to add value in other ways, right? What else could I be doing with that time? So that's just an example about TV, right? But we can apply this way of thinking in other areas of your life. And as you retrain your mind to question why, you're going to begin living more intentionally, you know, which goes back and ties in with the New Year's resolutions, New Year's intentions. You're going to become a more happier and fulfilled human being because you're going to be living your life aligned with what you want, not just blindlessly, aimlessly living it without questioning things. Here's the other thing I want to know is that your decisions don't have to be all or none. Like with TV, we could say we could find a happy medium like, okay, I'm going to watch two hours of TV a week with my spouse because we enjoy spending that time together, right? That, that could be a perfect solution for you. But the important thing is that you took the time to question why you're doing what you're doing again so that you are living intentionally. So let's use a more specific example in motherhood. Let's go with the example of not telling your kid no. 
if we're going to do step one, which again, remember, is to rewind and just identify something we've never questioned. So we've done that. We've identified, okay, I've never questioned why I won't tell my child no or why it feels hard. So then step two, research. Like, let's talk about what's the background for how it came to be done this way. You know, how did things get where they are. So in this case, how did how did I get to where I don't want to ch- tell my child no? Well, I feel like as a mom, you know, it's my job to make them happy. And when I say no, like then they're disappointed. And the other thing is, then it's actually harder for me because then they throw a big fit versus if I just like give them what they want. And I say yes, like it's easier for me and they're happy and I'm happy. So like, isn't that easier? So that's that's you um, re- like researching and kind of figuring out how did I get here? We move into step three, reflect. That's again, when we're going to move inward and think about our own feelings on the topic and why we begin doing this. So again, in this one, I could say, oh, I started doing this right around the time they were two, when they really became more vocal, when they didn't get their way. Like I said, like it was easy. It's just easier for me. And so, you know, that's why I do it. But then I feel guilty because I don't feel like I should always give them their way because then like they're not, you know, understanding disappointment or learning no. And I feel like that's not really setting them up good in the long term because I know in the future, like they're not always going to be, they're not always going to get what they want and they're going to not be used to that. So like, I feel like I need to do something about it, but now I feel like I've kind of created this pickle situation that I'm in and I'm not sure what to do. So then step four is to decide like if you're going to keep, you know, not telling them no, or if you're going to change it, work to change it and how so. In this way, you could think lots of different things, of course, but it's it's really about what's going to work best for you. So maybe it's like, I'm going to practice doing this by telling them no once a week. And even if it's hard, I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to, you know, help them through their disappointment. Maybe it's, I'm going to work on telling them no once a day and letting them learn how to handle disappointment and letting myself learn how to work with that, you know, when they throw a fit because I've told them no. Maybe it's something like, I'm going to search for resources on how to do this. Maybe it's, I'm going to hire a coach to help me through this because as a coach, we can talk through what you're going through, figure out what thoughts are behind, you know, this experience for you and really give you some strategies to move forward with what you want, which is to be able to, you know, tell your child no and have them learn how to handle disappointment, have you know how to support them through that so that someday they are able to handle that, you know, and it's not a big deal when somebody tells them no, they're able to navigate that on their own. So that's a way that you can do this in your own life. Again, the important thing is simply that you're taking the time to ask why instead of just living your life doing these things that, you know, you've been conditioned to believe or that have been handed down to you. Maybe it's how your family of origin did things. But I really encourage you to question that question what feels true to you because again if you're living a life and you're not enjoying it because you're doing things that you don't enjoy or you wish were different then now is your time to change it and you can change it you just have to start and it's a simple step right ask yourself why about one thing today you know do one google search and come up with a a plan for yourself for this week go to the link in my bio on instagram and schedule a consult where we can come together and talk about how i can support you through these things if you have things in your motherhood you want to change and you're not sure where to start this is exactly what i do with my clients in my program you can brain dump everything with me dump it all out you know vent it out we'll we'll talk about your biggest struggle we're going to talk about all the things you think you should do or you have to do and why and really like discover what's there 
there. And then we're gonna talk about what you love to do, what you enjoy, and we're gonna get more of that in your motherhood. Because again, like I've said, I'll say it a million times, you get to enjoy motherhood. You don't need to wait until someday when your kids are gone. Your kids don't have to dampen your experience of your life. You get to enjoy life now. So again, reach out, let's talk. I'd love to help you. If you enjoyed this episode and are ready to start enjoying your motherhood and life even more, I've got you. Head to the show notes where you'll find all the information about how you can schedule a free call where we'll talk about where you are now in motherhood, where you want to be, and exactly how I can help you get there. If you'd like to follow along in other ways, I'm on Instagram at Rethink Motherhood. You can email me, Melissa, at RethinkMotherhood.com, or you can head to my website to learn more, RethinkMotherhood.com. I hope you have an awesome week.